Hi there, this is Patrick Belton of the InsureTech FintechRevolution.com. This short podcast uh, centers around the keys to innovation, innovation centers or technology hubs at insurance and financial organizations. There are some fundamental keys and errors which organizations who are establishing their innovation centers, quite simply, they just miss the boat. And these strategic errors in the establishment of the innovation center and giving birth to it, these need to be corrected in effect before you've even begun. Otherwise, there's a knock-on effect where they will carry on through the first two or three years of the lifetime of your innovation center and you will have dysfunction and you won't have any of the desired results that you dreamed of. So there are keywords I want you to keep in mind. And one overarching one is geography. There is a geography to innovation. Now I could do multiple hours just on that subject and we won't go that deep today. And this is a key strategic error that many insurance organizations which are establishing innovation centers, they've been blind to it, geography. And geography has a deep and profound meaning. And to me, it means essentially four, three, four things that I can highlight. So sort of like sub-highlights. One is immigration. Two is diversity. Three is tolerance. And fourth is location. So geography, the geography of innovation, means immigration, diversity, tolerance, location. Those are four factors which will help you succeed in finding results through your technology hub or innovation center at your insurance or financial organization. So some of the other fundamentals, subsets of those four keys that we can mention or highlight that you need to keep in mind in creating your innovation center. One is diverse thinking. You need to embrace diversity of thought, not shoot it down. Arguments are desired. You want arguments amongst your staff, not where these become of a vicious nature, but friendly, intellectual, academic type discussions. So diverse thinking, freedom of thought, freedom of speech, that all wires into that. There are innovation centers I have witnessed firsthand where freedom of thought is not permitted. Freedom of speech is not permitted. It's actually closed down so and not welcomed. So within that context, then you need the freedom to challenge. The staff have to feel safe. Um, so the freedom to challenge, you've got to create a safe space in your innovation and technology hub where the staff feel safe to challenge others when they speak out, including management and leadership. Top-down direction is stifling to innovation. That's another factor. Um, innovation, there has to be a balance between top-down direction and top-down sort of navigating, but you know, bottom-up ideas percolating up to the top need to be welcomed into the fold. So you need a balance between those two, between top-down direction and bottom-up percolation. Innovation participants, uh, the members of your innovation team, they need to be shepherded or steered in their efforts, but not actually led or directed. I mean, this is nuanced, obviously, but you don't want to be telling them what to do. But you do want to kind of give them an overarching framework within which they may operate. Another key is inclusion. You've got to include all team members, but even outside of your innovation center at your insurance or financial firm, all of the staff in the organization outside of the Innovation Center team members, they're equally important. They've got contributions which can be made to your innovation processes. So if I'm working on a particular project in my Innovation Center and it, it has to do with, say, personal lines 
service and sales of a given product, I've got to speak to those people on the front line who are engaged with the consumer on a day-to-day -day basis. The problem is, at some innovation centers that I have seen in the insurance industry in Canada, is that participation of regular staff outside the innovation is poo-pooed. There's a firewall. Innovation team can't engage with the regular employees, which means where are you going to end up in your innovation process that is dealing with introducing new products, typically in a digital manner? It will be a flawed process, obviously. So another key that goes around this overarching theme is shared learning and discussion. This is fundamental. So you're creating the safe space that is built into the work week. Um, and many firms fail to do this or don't do any of it. So what I'm saying by building into the week is you've got a five-day work week in the office. It's assigned one or two hours on, say, every Wednesday. There's a two-hour free-for-all discussion. It could be about a given product line or given project you're doing. And it's basically a brainstorming space. And there could be some structure to this discussion. But everybody who's sitting at the table has their piece and their say into it. And this should be informal, where you're almost like sitting around at a bar having a drink, except you're at your workplace doing it. So it's on-the-fly discussion, but there's a sanctioned time set aside for this activity by management. Because often, the projects are grinding everybody down, and time is not made for these idea sessions. So you've got to build it into your work week. I mean, how can a hub, your innovation hub, really ever be expected to innovate if its team members are not debating, are not discussing, not sharing knowledge, not learning together, and not discovering together, and not arguing together. Without any of these things, you cannot innovate. And yet, innovation centers often, especially in the insurance industry, are backward. And this type of freedom is not permitted or sanctioned by the ownership or the leadership. Another key is the diversity of the members of your innovation team. Diversity of race, religion, culture, interest, age, demographic band, um, ethnicity, all of these things are key. Immigration is also key to your innovation center. For your hub, your innovation hub to succeed, it's got to be staffed with immigrants to a degree. And this means that your innovation center um, needs to hire in Canada where these immigrant pools of talent are located. And this, may this could necessitate locating the primary innovation hub office in a city one, a single city, but then you've got satellites scattered across the country or in the United States. And another key, obviously, is tolerance. Tolerance is fundamental because it means you've got tolerance of thought and tolerance of speech and tolerance of ideas, but also tolerance of diversity, of inclusion, where your new hires and your team members emanate from incredibly diverse ethno-cultural, religious, career work, and corporate backgrounds. So where many, where many innovation centers miss the boat that I personally witnessed throughout the United States and Canada is their innovation hub. It requires a unique setting, a unique location that serves the needs of its team members, not the business operations needs. So what I'm getting at is sometimes by placing the hub in the right locale, it's actually enabling that innovation team to be more successful in serving their business operations. So this could mean that you locate the Innovation Center in a different physical locale than any of your branch or head offices, just to give it some distance. Business operations, uh, another area where firms miss the boat with their Innovation Centers is that business operations people, so these are people outside of the Innovation Hub, 
they cannot and should never be leading the hub. An administrative type worker uh, in your standard uh, BCom or uh, MBA often are the worst leadership for innovation hubs. They're so process oriented that they grind all of the novel nature of what can be born organically out of innovation center. They just grind it down to a pulp and it will never come out. So it will lead to certain failure in your innovation process if you have administrative people and your traditional business operations type people overseeing the innovation centers work. You're in another point on a failing point that innovation centers obviously make in establishing themselves is the innovation hub requires this unique office design. So not just the geographic location of it, but the actual design of your interior office and the layout of the innovation center. It's gotta be such that it suits its function to enable talent recruitment. It'll actually help you recruit better, better talent, but also to meet the expectations of the generation of its primary membership. And often a lot of these people will be, will be between the age of 20 and 40, not all of them, but quite a few. And so they may have generational type demands on the nature of the physical workplace location, but also the interior of its structure. So don't make it look like a staid insurance or financial office. It can't look like that. It's gotta be something a little bit more funky and creative looking. A fourth failing point uh, involving innovation centers and creating them is don't locate the innovation center often. It's a bad idea in the suburbs. You wanna have it, because if you locate it in the suburbs in a dreary area of your municipality, you're basically throwing away a key recruiting tool and you're ensuring a failed strategic choice was made among these other ones I've already highlighted. So you wanna locate the innovation center in a vibrant area of the city that's close to public transit, that doesn't require team members to own a car and drive into the office, because often the uh, generation between the ages of 20 and 35, 20 years of age and 35 years of age don't wanna own a car. They wanna live in an urban area. They wanna be able to walk to work. So locate the innovation center in a way that allows you to attract that demographic and other people of a different age bracket who wanna live the same type of lifestyle. A fifth area of failure in establishing innovation centers is in that I've witnessed in, in some firsthand actually in the United States and Canada is they're compounding, the, the company is compounding the failure of locale of their innovation center with a second failure of, well, I've mentioned the office design and layout, uh, the other thing is just insurance people. If you're looking at the insurance industry and innovation hub, often insurance people, traditional workers, are the worst and the last people on earth who should be making any decisions regarding innovation and anything surrounding it. Because traditionally, and this is still true today, um, going back 100 years, is the insurance industry is backward. It's backward thinking, it's not innovative, it's not proactive. So if you take People have worked in the insurance business as in quote unquote insurance people for a number of years. They should not be making decisions regarding innovation or anything surrounding it. Generally speaking, they're willfully ignorant of anything to do with this space. So it's a traditional industry, insurance is. It's well known for its backwardness. So you need to have the innovation hub stocked and led to some degree by people who are outsiders, who are disruptors, and they lead the innovation center. Now you could find some insurance workers who have made the transition to the digital economy and ecosystem economy and are just wired to be uh, creative and non-traditional, they're a good hire. But that being said, uh, that 
avoid insurance people in your leadership, avoid operations and administrative people in your leadership. And just remember the four keys to innovation, geography. Subset of that is immigration, diversity, tolerance, and location. Till the next one, have a good day.